Hello and welcome to Central Life Church and this is our podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and we pray that it encourages you, inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. With all the unknowns of today's unprecedented chaos, there's one definite thing that uh, we are learning and that is how interconnected we really are. This is such a contrast to the modern world view of the individualism that we inherited from the Enlightenment era. Now, it seems that we're not quite so autonomous as we imagined, and that's a good thing. The demand for autonomy has bred an epidemic of loneliness, despair, and alienation. There are kids all over the place that are committing suicide, and yet they have heaps of stuff. They have everything they want, all the PlayStations and everything on on their um, devices, and yet they are so lonely. And we were not created to be self-sufficient, and we were not created to be an island. We were created to live connected to God and to connect it to each other. Jesus says in John 15, 5, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. What a simple statement, yet you can spend a lifetime diving into the depths of it. Jesus first mentions that he is the vine a few verses earlier. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser or the gardener in John 15.1. And there are a number of Old Testament references that speak of Israel being a vine planted and tended by God. But instead of bearing good fruit, Israel became degenerate. And against this background or backdrop, Jesus speaks of himself as the true vine, the one who will bear good fruit to his Father's approval and glory. Jesus is the vine. That's the true source of life. We are branches connected to him, drawing life from him as branches draw the necessary nutrients to survive and flourish from the trunk and the root of the plant or the tree that they are, we didn't put us there. God did. Scripture says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself by not holding their sin against them. That's everybody in this whole wide world has been reconciled to God. What does that mean? It means that there is no barrier. Even on the cross when Jesus had finished all that was necessary to pay the full price for all of our sin, past, present, and future, he paid it all. He drank the cup dry, dregs and all. And then he said, finished, bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. At that point, there was a massive earthquake. The, the, the curtain in the temple separating the holy place from the most holy place tore from top to bottom, and God came out 
wasn't necessarily torn for us to go in. It was so God could come out because it had, our sins had been fully met, fully paid. There was no more payment. And God rampaged out with his grace and his mercy and his love for all. Did you get the picture? God stormed out of the temple, the place where he would meet Israel or the high priest of Israel between the cherubim above the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. You see, if God had come out prior to that, he would have had to come out judging. But because of Jesus, because of that one act, that one sacrifice, all of God's wrath, all of God's holy wrath and all his judgment and all of his condemnation had been fully met. No, not fully met, had been overpaid. The death of Jesus Christ on the cross with an overpayment for our sins, for my sin, for your sin. And God burst forth onto the scene. Prior to that, he was in Christ reconciling the world to himself by not holding, not counting their sin against them. Such an amazing, beautiful, wonderful father that we we have who just dotes on us. So Jesus is the vine. Jesus spoke this in the upper room. He spoke it after. If you read in John, John 15, John 14 through to 17, it's, it's the story of the, of the Last Supper, the last meal that Jesus had with his disciples before he went to the cross. He knew what was ahead of him. And here he is with his, with his mates. He, they had had the, the meal and Jesus had, had uh, washed their feet. Judas had gone to betray Jesus, and Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who remains in me, or if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We actually don't believe that because we think that apart from Jesus, we can do a lot. But it's not true. Apart from him, there is nothing. God put us in Christ. Paul says this all over his epistles. In Christ, in him, by him, we are in Christ, by by the Holy Spirit, because of the love of the Father. He is Jesus. He is the whole vine. The grapevine, he is the whole shebang. We are but simple branches put in him by our heavenly father. And as the branches stay on the vine, cling to the vine, fruit is produced. The branch doesn't do anything to produce the fruit. We do nothing. The orange tree trees The branches on the trees, the branches on the vine just sit there. They sit there and they draw the sap that is produced 
from the root of the tree. And Jesus is rooted and grounded in God because he is God. And all of his goodness, all of his nourishment, all of, all of his life, he said, I have come to give you life and life more abundant. That life is his life. It's not just any old life. It's his life, Zoe life, eternal life. Eternal life is not living forever because those that are going to hell are still going to live forever, mate. Eternal life is the God kind of life. And we experience that by clinging to, by being in the vine and allowing the nutrients of Jesus to pass through us and nourish us and good fruit is what comes forth. John's gospel, he also says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. And you remember that when the soldiers come to arrest him, the first group that come, they, he, he says to them, uh, who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, they say, and he says, I am, the he is added, I am, and they fall backwards because that's the same name that God gave Moses to call him in the desert. In Exodus 3.14, he said, I am who I am. And Jesus is saying, I am that he. He says, I am the vine from which all life comes. He holds everything together by the word of his power. You are held together. Every molecule in John 1, 3, it says every life in the created order came through Jesus, and that's where the new life comes as well. Jesus was speaking to them about deep things. This was the last time that he would talk to them before the Garden of Gethsemane, and he wanted them to, to know. He wanted to leave with them the assurance of who he was and what it, what it is that he was all about. Up until this point, they really didn't have a clue. And I think today a lot of us still don't have a clue. The day that he rose from the dead on the Sunday, he walks beside two disciples walking on the road to Aramaeus. Seven-mile journey. He rose. He didn't go and see Peter. He didn't go knock on the door of, of the upper room where the disciples were hiding, praying for fear of the Jews. He chose to walk beside two disciples along the road. And they were downcast. They were depressed because Jesus, to their way of thinking, wasn't the person that he or they thought that he should be. They expected him to overrule the uh, Roman Empire and thrust them out of Israel and become the physical, natural king of Israel that he is, by the way. But that wasn't God's plan. And when they got to where they were going, I presume, to their house, Jesus was going to walk on, you know, and they said, no, come and sit with us and dine. And as he broke bread, they saw him for who he really was. 
and he disappeared. Well, he just hid himself from me. It is such a paramount thing that we need to understand that you and I are in Christ, put there by the mighty hand of God. And it says that he made us sit down together with him in the heavenly realm, in the heavenly places. God made us sit down with Jesus. You're seated with him. He being the vine, you being the branches. The key thing is to remain in him. That word remain is translated in different ways. It is to to stay, to abide, to live, or to, to live in union. Jesus is to be so much part of our daily existence that he feels like home. Talking to him becomes like talking to your best mate. Just sitting down over a cup of coffee. You see, John says in 1 John, it's not that we love him, but that he loved us and gave his life for us to be a propitiation for our sin. And so it's not that I continually say, I love you, 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 and I do that, but it's me acknowledging that his great love for me and my appreciation of what he has done in my life. Now, oftentimes, you know, we just become very blasé about our past. Well, that's in the past, that's gone, forgotten. You know, don't forget it. I know where I came from. I don't drag it up and mull over it. I know, I know the miry clay that I was in that he cut me out of. I know who I was and I know who I am because of his great love for me and for no other reason. It's got nothing to do with me and everything to do with Jesus and his beautiful Father and the Holy Spirit. He's always in honour. He's seeking the Holy Spirit. As you practice the presence of God, act like he's with you. We do in this place here, our home. He's made it his home because we've invited him to and we talk to him and we act like he's with us all the time because he is with us all the time. And it makes life so much easier. He's able to start to change us from the inside out, you know. Anyway, back to the vine, you know. It's not the branches that produce the fruit or the leaves. It's the, well, the vine doesn't really have a trunk, but let's say it does. It's the trunk and the root system and the nourishment that it draws out of the good soil that produces all that. The branches bear the fruit. They don't produce it. They bear the fruit. And for good fruit, you need to be well connected. For good fruit, you need to get good nourishing substance in you. Talk to him. Stay in the vine. Stay connected to Jesus. Stay drawing from him. How do you draw from Jesus? You talk to him as though he's there with you. You thank him for his Holy Spirit who works in the midst of you, changing you from the inside out. I've told you before, you cannot change yourself, so stop changing, trying to change others. You can't change yourself. The only one that can change you is the Holy Spirit. 
And he does that from the inside out. He does it. And he chooses what he changes, not you. You can't say, well, you know, I don't like this, get this out. Maybe there's something he doesn't like more than he wants to get out. You yield yourself to him. You offer him yourself. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I yearn for you alone because you alone can satisfy me. No one and nothing else can. Try it. I can guarantee you one thing, you will change and your spouse will love you for it. Amen. Be blessed, church. Thank you for listening and a special thank you to those who give generously to help us continue this ministry. To support us, visit us on the web at www.centrallife.com.au or at the PayPal link in the description. To find out more about us, follow us on Facebook and you can also find us on YouTube. We'll see you next time.